Welcome to Talk 30 to Me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life. My kid is an asshole. Love. Did I tell you about the girl? twice in a week. And the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony, but most people just call me Turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show. So I was watching this Vox video on YouTube the other day. All right. And I forget the title of it, but basically the premise was how we bury the dead in America or in the U.S. Or how we take care of the dead, right? No. I th- it, well, I don't know. Because the, the thing is, if we keep going at the rate we're going with with uh, the American tradition of having a tr- you know the funeral and burying people, we're going to run out of space. And then they did comparisons to other countries where I think Switzerland has 99% of its citizens going through cremation. Other countries are at least, you know, 50% or more are cremation, where the U.S. is below, I think the U.S. is below. It's it's something dumb where a majority of the people that pass away are actually going through formal burial services. And a lot of it is, you know, money and, you know, people being taken advantage of, but the, the bigger thing is is how and what is the best for the environment and w- in the sense of the space, how the environment reacts to it and and how we're going to move forward if you know we continue to grow at the rate we're go- growing. So I find that interesting because burials, based on my recent quick research, have been around since we know, right? People, people have been burying their dead. The reason behind this, I feel, is like, sentimental i think right we want to latch on to the past right have a place to go to see them and be with them quote unquote but i feel like that's a problem with society we often hold on to the past too long and almost to a fault and i think i i totally agree the whole uh cremation thing it's way more efficient too i mean just to have all those dead bodies beautiful like hillside where you could have like (laughs) Great luxury apartments, right? Why not? Wow. <laughs> well, okay. So the the question I really want to ask you is: Have you thought about that? Like, how do you want to uh, die? Well, not not how you want to die because it's not about how you die. It's about what oh, do you want like with your after. your remains. How do you? What do you? Uh, nope. Okay. I have not thought about it. But taking a page out of my mom's playbook, she's always like, "Yeah, I don't want you guys worrying about me. Just cremate me." You know, it doesn't sound that bad. But I know my wife is like, no, you know, I, I want to bury you. I was like, what makes you think you'll be alive to make that decision? Wow. <laughs> it's cold, bro. Well, I mean, come on, you know, like we we, we do have to plan it out, though, you know, because it can happen at any time. Yeah. Sounds very dark, but it's true. It does. It does sound dark. What about you? Have you thought about it? I have not thought about it at all. Um but it's funny. I was listening to the Love Jays podcast a few weeks ago, and and Justin and Joe were talking about how they're gonna, how they want to go, or whatever the case is. And I, I think it was Joy that had said something along the lines of she wants to be cremated and then give some of her remains to all of her friends, and then have them spread it at their favorite place. So they have a place that they actually want to go to, and then when they're there, they'll think of her. Hmm. And I was like, that's that's pretty interesting. That's cool. Or maybe that was Justin. I don't know. Anyway, one of them said that, and I thought it was pretty profound. It's one and the same. <laughs> right. when, when you're a couple? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. You you share opinions. I'll probably both do it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so to conclude that thought, have you? No, I haven't. But I, I like that idea, though. But then that's, I feel like there's a lot of work to put on my friends, and I want to do that to them. 
Not if you set it up via like a courier or something like that, where it's just <laughs> automatically taken there. Well, I mean, honestly, if you think about it, it would be probably cheaper than paying for a plot. A well, casket, no. So in that in that video, they're, they're saying the that that cremation costs around fifteen hundred dollars, and uh-huh. and and the burial costs around ten thousand. You know, not not wow. including casket. Well, that's that's now. Right, right. And land keeps getting okay, more so, valuable. Yeah, you know, okay. So when my grandfather passed away, I was I was there for all of the uh you know, the planning part of it and, and sitting through like the, the numbers talks and whatnot. And I mean they had already had the, the plot picked out, but just hearing how much it costs, it did stress me out a little. I was like, fuck dude, I can't afford a house right now. How the fuck am I gonna afford a plot? Wow. Yeah, that's true. It's real talk. You can fund it with a loan yeah you can finance where you're gonna stay forever like, finance, no, i'm right. not i'm not down for that you could pay it off in like 30 years like a mortgage yeah I, if you pay it off before or if you die before that, that would happen yeah it's not that deep to me to be honest i'd rather not be not that deep uh, no pun <laughs> intended but intended but, but appropriate rather right i uh i think now i do not want to be buried i'd rather go with cremation i think my dad's gonna be cremated mm. I think I don't know. Now Does he have ask. it on his driver's license? That's the donor. Oh, they would have it on your no, driver's no, license. No, no, they don't. Okay. <laughs> You're dumb. So, in talking about death in general, we've had a lot of death around us. Yeah, circle of friends, mm-hmm. um, people from high school that are dying now. You know, in their 30s or not even there sometimes. No, I had two, three friends from high school that passed away. One right after high school, one when I was in college, and the other I think right after I had graduated college damn it's all like back to back yeah not i mean i've had i've had back to back uh when i was in college when my friend my friend ray passed and then right after that either no he passed like in april so it was leading up to my uncle joe had passed then my matthias soila had passed and then uh my buddy's father had passed and then ray had passed Hmm. on within december january february wow that's rough i know i had uh a friend from high school died in New York, uh, hit and run. It was Tony. And once upon a time, we were really close. And after a while, you know, reason season. Yeah. Then I had another one of my friends die. I think he got shot. And that was Ben. I mean, that is the thing. In our high school, it, it doesn't matter if we were friends. It's like one of ours has fallen. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's rough. And, and then we had another one, Braxton. He was overweight. And, and I think he... I don't know. I don't remember why he died, but he died. Either way, it doesn't matter in the end. Right. You know, it's, it's tragic nonetheless. And most recently, um, we had a, another person from our high school. Apparently, I knew him. He knew me. He was very he was very loved, and he died of cancer. And I, I don't think he hit wow. 30. I don't even think he hit 30. I think he was 28 or 29. That's brutal. I avoid these kinds of things, and I avoid knowing a lot about these kinds of things and these scenarios and what happened and getting involved. Sometimes you can't, but I avoid it because I think I just don't want to face that realization that, you know, this is one day going to happen to me, and I definitely don't want it to happen now. Yeah. It's terrifying. And maybe I think by doing that, I'm pushing it farther away from me. I can't say, but how how do you deal with this? How does this impact you? I don't know, man, because I've... I, I didn't think I had been to an abnormally significant amount of funerals in comparison to everybody until I forget who I was talking to. And they said, oh, yeah, I've only been to like three funerals in my life. And I was like, in your life? I think I'm like, if I'm, if I'm going to be modest, I think I've, I've been to at least like 20 
mm. maybe over 20 or so of like wow. people that were significant people in my life from like peers and family. Uh, but then I bet I've met people that have been in way more funerals than that, or I've known people that have more, way more people that have died than that. And it's just like, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know what normal is in, in that regard, but I've learned to, to mourn. I've learned, you know, th- there was one death that, that stayed with me. One, one with, you know, when Ray passed, um, my buddy from high school, we, I was with him in that, just that January and I missed the trip. I didn't get to go to Vegas with him cause they all turned 21 before I did. They went uh. in January, I turned 21 in May. So, so Kay, Jose, Ray, and I, I think that was, that was it. That was already 21 that shot up to, to Vegas for a party. And then we, I'm not crying. I was just writing notes. Sure. <laughs> and then, uh, we had, I think we had done like the boogie or something. Um, cause that was like a, the spot to go to, uh, out in Orange County. And, uh, after that he got sent out to Iraq and then and that's where he, he uh he passed away but it was like i just seen him in january and then in, in april he was gone nah. and it was it's a weird thing because it's like it, mentally he was overseas and even though i went through the services and you know it's close cast like in my head i felt like oh no he's just still overseas mm. you know it was, so it was kind of a weird thing it's the like one that coping yeah that but that was you know at 21 and i remember it was on my 21st birthday that because it took time for him to get Back to the states and all that. It was on my twenty first birthday that we did his uh, his his uh, services, and so actually after that, I always had been kind of weird on my birthday, never really like celebrating it. Yeah, because it's like you know you have a friend that died, and then I'm supposed to be celebrating life, and I and I struggled with that concept for so long, and then with 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 Jesse, uh, one of my old teammates, he passed away in a car accident, and. And the thing that got me was like months before he had passed away, I had fallen asleep on the same stretch on the 91 heading to Riverside. Uh-huh. I've, but I was on a lot of medication and it was actually on my way into work. So it wasn't even late. It was like early morning. I was driving in and I, and I passed out and I actually uh, veered into the uh, the yellow cones that separate the regular freeway to the, uh, the expressway. Yeah. yeah, the fast track. Dented the whole front of my front end car. Oh, my car. Shit. But I mean, it woke me up and I was just like terrified. And it was like right on that turn, right? Because that's where... I kind of knocked out. He knocked out too going home one night. And and my dude was like, he, he was not, the, he never really smoked. He didn't drink. That just wasn't his thing. He wasn't into it. So he just legitimately fell asleep at, at the wheel, headed home late at night. And uh, I had, you know, I just started questioning like how, why, like why did he, you know, not wake up? Why, why you know, why did I get to continue on on the same stretch of road in the same area? Yeah. You know, I started questioning that. I think it wasn't until maybe two years ago where it finally just started to click for me that the way I live my life and the things that I do and, and the way that I, I go about it, 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 it's no longer a hindrance to know, to think on my birthday, like, man, I, I miss my friends, but it's, it's a chance for me to like look back on my year and am I doing the most that I can to make the best of my time as my tribute to their lives? You know, if they can't do it, then I should at the very least be doing as much or more than I can to make up for it. Yeah, using them as motivation. Yeah. See, I never saw myself live, making it past college or, or I, I think like my late 20s, quite honestly. Why? I, I don't know. It could be twofold. The first part of that could be that I, in my current situation um, at the time whenever I was thinking this and then I just kept that memory in the back of my mind, right? A projection of sorts that it was just so hard to fathom 
where I would be that I couldn't have an answer. So for me, that translated to like, you know, I probably didn't have anything to go for, go after. So I wasn't around, right? That's kind of like how I linked the two thoughts together, which doesn't make sense, right? If you, if you say it out loud, but to me, it's hard to explain, but it made sense. The other part of it was I, I just felt like I was so reckless in my 20s that I'm actually grateful to be alive. There are a lot of situations where I, I might not have made it back. Yeah. You know, and looking back at it, like you said, like, why me and not someone else? Like, you know, how, how do other people not make it out of these kinds of situations? Right. But I do. Yeah. And I, I think that was just my perspective, you know, and and just kind of echo what you're saying. It's 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 rough. It's a rough realization when you're when you're sitting there thinking about it, and you're like, "Well, why why not me? You know, what makes me so different?" Mm -hmm. It's it's weird that you don't you didn't see yourself past you know twenty or thirty past college. You know, not to put my my dude on on. I can't think of the phrase. Blast. (laughs) Yeah, not to put not to put Cliff on blast, but he he says that too. When we were younger, he's like, "I never saw myself reaching 30. That was something I never thought would happen." And I was just like, I, I don't understand that. But I understand the sense of like, I don't, in my head, I don't ever see myself getting old. I see myself getting married, having kids. But when I was younger, I never saw myself as being old. I never saw myself as being grandpa. I never saw myself as being the old man in the wheelchair, whatever the case is. Now, as I'm 32 and I'm going gray in my temples, I'm seeing myself as an old man. You too? <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, can, I can start to see it, but I, I mean, I still don't know what life will like or how different will it really be. But I don't necessarily see, I don't, I guess I, I, it's, it's just in a different perspective, but it's the same thing. Like, I don't see, I, I don't like think about those things. I don't fixate on it. I fixate more on the, on, on the past, if anything, and then what might happen. But I don't think too much about, you know, where, where I'm going to be in 20 years from now. But here's the thing, and, and I'm going to throw this out there. Now that you're here, you have the ability to think about it, right? And entertain the idea. For me, until I got here, I didn't really see myself having kids or getting married. I couldn't picture any of that. And, and, and again, I have to reinforce that because I couldn't picture it, I felt like it wasn't a part of my history and my history was going to be cut short. You know, and that got me anxious. Hmm. I don't know why, like, you know, I projected these kinds of things on, my, on myself and made myself stress out over something I couldn't control, you know. Well, I could, I couldn't, you know, but now in my thirties, I can see myself in my forties because I think I can plan better and putting together that plan gives me some sense of security and knowing that I'll be able to live longer now that I can potentially, right? I can afford to think further into the future more than I could before. I don't know why I, I, it made me feel good. Not in like a sense of like, oh, you can't figure your shit out. But it made me feel good because like you couldn't see yourself being married. You couldn't see yourself having kids. <laughs> and I, I go through like vignettes of like, oh, yeah, I could see myself being married, having kids. And I'm like, mm, I don't ever see myself doing that. I don't know if I really want that. I don't know if I want that sacrifice. And yeah. I, I don't know if that, that just makes me feel good. that I don't, I'm not the only one that, that thinks that way. Like, I don't necessarily know if I see that for me, even though I'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what I want. It doesn't mean i'm actually going to get it or do it yeah and it's funny too. be careful because kids while they give you life and reinvigorate you 
they also are the reason why your lifespan degrees decreases. So really, well, stress and the anxiety and all that. Yeah, man, that chips away at you. It has to. I mean, they they make you feel young again, right? Because you're living your life through them, and you're seeing everything like they see it for the first time or second time, or getting comfortable with an experience that you never had growing mm-hmm. up, and that totally makes you feel young. But at the same time, it's like they stress you the fuck out. So probably gonna die at like you know. 50 <laughs> now whereas if i didn't have kids i would be like in my hundreds you know oh, okay in the hundreds for sure yeah yeah sure that doesn't make any sense because i think my great grandmother lived to be 101 and have 14 kids so no. <laughs> well she had uh <laughs> she could have been 150 <laughs> 200 wow <laughs> have you watched any of like the what the health um no are you going to maybe so I feel like everybody's watching these movies and they're making all these changes in their lifestyles, diets, whatever the case is. I don't necessarily subscribe to those. And I, it's the same way I didn't jump on board when Forks Over Knives came out, like, what, eight years ago? About people, you know, the, the issues with meat and all the different foods in, in the food industry and how unhealthy it is for people. But I've, I've been thinking a lot about, and, I, and I, I, I feel a lot more in tune with it, recognizing when my body is off based off of what I've been eating or how I've been living. And and now, I not necessarily making the best of decisions. <laughs> well, you're making better decisions. I'd say. Better. I mean, this week I didn't because I tried to get some damn T Pain tickets and it didn't happen. I ate a whole bag of chocolate covered pretzels. Oh, <laughs> you're depressed. It's it's cool. I, I get so it. We all we all have those moments. But thinking about you know living healthier, being healthy, like I like I think I'm still in that forty pound range that I've lost since last year. But then when I start to go up a little bit, then I start thinking, okay, I need to cut back. And and just thinking about more different, like, I need to start working out again, working on my core. Oh, yeah. Because if I don't have the core, I'm going to be throwing my back out a lot yep. more. Because I'm already having back issues yep. because I'm a bigger guy. And, and just thinking about all these different things to ensure I have a easier life on the physical side. And not the sense of like just kind of breezing through life, but at least I'm not going to be struggling as much. Yeah. I don't know. There's certain things I'm just not willing to give up, like bacon. No, I hear you. I, I like bacon too. Should I eat a whole pack to myself the other day? And then, you know, at the end of that, in my 20s, I've done that. And at the end of that, I was like, man, I can go for another pack. Now, <laughs> okay, now I ate the pack and I felt fucking guilty. Not because I ate the pack and my family didn't get any, because I'm trying to effectively kill myself with food. You yeah, you, you feel your, your chest tightening up after every, <laughs> everyone. The sodium, oh my God. You feel your fingers <laughs> swelling up. It's the gout. Your heart's, your heart's pumping a little harder than usual. <laughs> so, <laughs> he says the gout. It's the gout. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows the backstory to that, but maybe we'll allude to it in the, in the, in the deleted scenes credits. But, when we hit our 30s, it's that, it's that point where I think the, our whole outlook on mortality changes, right? It's all yeah. like, well, how, how do we get more fit? Yeah, how do, I, how do I preserve this? Yeah. How can I keep this shit going? So you'll see like friends and shit like posting gym selfies and like all this like CrossFit shit and all that. It's like people are clearly stepping it up to make sure that they're not their parents, right? With the bellies and the, and the you know... Back problems and the leg problems. Know and I don't that. even know if that's the same. I mean, my dad's a, a pretty fit guy and he still has back problems. Maybe, yeah. I mean, okay, but this is the thing. It's different. 
being active and taking charge and, and actually going to the gym and all that shit. That's, I don't think it's a fad. I think it's an epidemic. I think it's our, okay. I take that back. It's not. Mm, no, I think it's the reaction to an epidemic. Because okay. Yeah. It's of, more of a, like a disease. We were the generation yeah. with surge. We were the generation with the fruit punch. Surge? Uh, oh yeah. So the soda. The soda. Oh dear God. Yeah. Right. And so Still got Mountain Dew. How's that legal? Our, I think our generation is more predisposed to diabetes than any previous generation. Plus of all this different shit that's been in our foods over the last however long. Oh you know, yeah. The eighties and the nineties were a rough time for the right. FDA. I think, I think now people that are our age are realizing these things and making significant changes and strides in their health and wellness. And it's admirable. I know a lot of people were doing it for the sexy factor. I, I'm doing it because I want to be able to just keep doing what I'm doing. And I'm saying I'm doing it. I haven't done shit. I need to. <laughs> I have a whole little workout plan I've worked out in my head, and I just haven't even done it. Yeah, but that's the thing. You have to execute. Right. And a lot of people don't. But a lot of people do. That's the thing. And the, the, the real point here is that you're aware of it. Mm-hmm. That you're actually thinking about doing something. I'm the same way. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to jump on my bike next week. Am I going to do it? Probably not. Yeah. First thing I do when I come home should be working on myself. Yeah. But I feel the need, and I was thinking about this when I was driving home, I feel the need to be hyper-connected into everything that I'm kind of plugged into right now. What do you mean? On my phone a lot, answering emails, texts, phone calls, being very prompt and, and getting back to people when I need to get back to people putting in extra time and just, you know, I make excuses for not to do, for not doing these things, mm-hmm. for not hopping on my bike every day. The first thing that I do when I come home, cause I'm afraid. I think I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And even though I know the repercussions and the ramifications, I, I don't do anything about it. You know, although I have in the past, it's hard for me to build a routine and I'm the kind of person where right now in my 30s, I know what I need to do, but I would also like an accountability partner, you know, somebody to keep mm-hmm. me honest. Like, mm-hmm. okay, do you want to go to the gym today? All right, let's go to the gym. You know, that's the yeah. only time I've been in the gym post my baseball career was probably, oh man, I think in my mid to late 20s when my coworker who lived like literally a block or two from me, we would meet at the gym every morning at 5 a.m. and then go into work together. And then she moved. And I stopped going. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And that's it right there. But again, we all know what we need to do. So aside from working out and bettering your, your physical health, what else changes? I think mental health is becoming a lot more of a priority. I, I see it a lot with my peers. Yeah. But I, in it, in my life, it's becoming a lot more of a priority because I know when I am in a good place mentally and I'm feeling healthy and strong, I can take on a lot mm-hmm. and, and produce a lot. And, and when I, I, we've talked about this before, when I feel weak mentally, or when I feel sick, when my body's physically weak, I start to break down mentally. Yeah. And if, as long as I can stay strong mentally, I think I can get to a physically strong point as well. Sure. I, I think. <laughs> well, no, you're right, because it does start with that mental fortitude. If you don't have it, then you're not going to stick to your schedules. You're not going to keep yourself accountable, and you're going to struggle. And that's where I struggle. I think I can't keep myself accountable for working out. I can't, because I think about it, and I'm like, well, you know, I can. I got to do this today, mm-hmm. or I got to do this today. 
Mm. You know, it's kind of like setting a schedule, committing to it, making sure you don't miss miss a beat. But shit happens. That's the thing. And in our thirties, it's so hard to stay committed to these routines, shopping routines, or workout routines, and all that. Because there's just so much going on in our lives right now. And we have to think about just cutting that out of there, you know, and just saying, no, I don't want to wear myself to, to draw myself into the ground. I need to find something else. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, and that's the tough part. That's the tough part right there. So what do you do to better yourself at 30? What do you do to ward off death? <laughs> that's a good way of putting it how, how are you prolonging your life how are you no that's healthy? a positive way of yeah that, that's why i said it. how do you that's prolong uh, how do you uh what, what did i say <laughs> ward off death how do you ward off death that's the way that we should i mean that's that's the show episode that's the title on this one how do you ward off death yeah warding off warding death. off death <laughs> with randy and anthony <laughs> who's anthony huh my name is Anthony, but sometimes some people just call me Turk. Oh, okay. And I'm Randy Z. All right. Let's start the show. All right, all right. Just tell people where they can find you and let's get oh, out no, of here. Hold on. Um, How do you want to go? Do you ever think about these kinds of things? Okay, no. No, actually, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, we should ask people how they want to go. It'll be interesting to see what people have to say. And if you think Craig Turk is Craig, <laughs> if you who's think, Craig? Have you been cheating on me, you son of a bitch? If you think Turk is crazy for asking that, let us know. At Turk says no. <laughs> so Randy, where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me. <laughs> you can find me. Where at, will they find you? And what happens to your Twitter account after you die? That's something that we didn't ask. Oh, I had a friend, not a friend. Sorry. I'm, honest as i use that word loosely i had a uh, former acquaintance that passed away had a twitter account and now it just auto tweets things oh, he had wow. an auto tweeter set up and i guess his family doesn't know about it so he's tweeting after death which yes. i think is awesome it's horrible that's, that's weird it is kind of weird yeah huh. i won't lie all right, on that down note, yeah, a little down. <laughs> no, we're not right. going to put that in. Yeah, that's but. going in the show. That's no, I know, but that can go in later. Okay. At the end. <laughs> Along with how your baby has gout. <laughs> <laughs> Was that in this episode? <laughs> yes. My baby does not have gout. You don't know what gout is. <laughs> I don't, but I think she has it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Randy, where can people find you? You can find me anywhere and everywhere at I am Randy Z. Intern. You can find me at Turg says no on Instagram and Twitter, and I promise my Twitter account will not keep tweeting after I die. <laughs> I don't think that's something you should promise. <laughs> I promise. Thank you for subscribing to another episode of Talk 30 to Me. We hope you enjoy it and continue to share it with friends. Make sure you stop by our website at talk30tome.com for more content and information about the podcast. Rate us on iTunes, and if you really like what you hear, make sure you hit that donate button. Really appreciate it. For Talk Theory to Me, I'm Turk. And I'm Randy Z. Peace. We're only at like 18 minutes. Oh, fuck. I know. It could be a short episode because it's kind of an uncomfortable topic. You want to talk about things that you're doing now to... Oh yeah, that was it. That was yeah. the last part. Yeah. I I don't know if this is gonna sound 
weird. It's a segue, but... So I feel like everybody's watching these movies and they're making all these changes in their lifestyle. priority to get our lives uh, in balance or in sync. What the fuck are you doing, man? Hips I can't stretch. My hips are tight. Okay. Really tight. It's really oh my god, did you shit yourself? <laughs> no. Oh, it sounded like you did. Don't lie. I did. You, you chonies? No. Okay. Tell I'm not me. wearing any. Ah! Uh, you said you weren't sweating out of your ass. <laughs> um. Mental health. I think mental health is becoming a lot more 